Welcome to the Michelob Ultra Golf Show with Jeff Kolpak on 740 The Fan and 107.3 FM. That's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most! The Golf Show is presented to you by Michelob Ultra. Also brought to you in part by Fargo Park District Public Golf Courses, Barnesville Grocery, Moorhead Parks, Forest Hills Golf Course, and Wildflower Golf. Here it comes. Oh, my goodness. seen anything like that now let's head to the first tee this guy's pretty good and here's your host jeff kolpak yes one of the few first tees that are still teeing off here in the early going of the golf season good morning this is jeff kolpak 740 the fan fifth largest am signal in the country it goes everywhere you can think of within the three-state area in canada 107.3 fm on the dial 740 thefan.com is your web address later in the show steve kennedy is going to stop by his bison golf team is getting ready for another summit league title steve has gotten that program on good grounds over the years and have a summit league title under their belt and uh, recruits very well in the upper midwest and that's really good to see keeps uh, some of the good players at home but first and foremost and a sign that spring is not here yet our next guest has yet to drive in with a convertible not yet not yet <laughs> no no chance yet lisa schwinden joins the show good morning how are you really great happy to be back in town yeah sort of yeah maybe i spent the entire winter in arizona which i highly recommend for you know anybody who is sick of crummy weather well yeah and that's that's eventually a goal for this show too yeah eventually, you really so. should take the show on the road there's a lot of of midwesterners down there and mm-hmm. a lot of stuff I, I went to watch emily doden play in a college tournament down there wow. do you so, run into uh, midwest players people from up here in the golf courses you you know you'd be amazed i know all the the players the the regulars over at village green have a little spot in mesa they call little moorhead mm-hmm. so try to get together and have lunch and yeah run into people almost every day somewhere down there you know as long as you brought that up and this is some advice i give for young kids if you're looking to maybe move on or or find a different part of the country and we told this to our oldest that he really wasn't you know hanging out and doing that great and and liking it up here right after high school and worked at edgewood and i said you know what Go to Arizona. Mm-hmm. The golf courses there, they love to hire Midwest kids, Minnesota and North Dakota kids. There, there's, we've got a great work ethic. Yeah. Kids here, they know what it's like, especially you've got kids that you know worked on farms or outside. or or And you've got to be tough to live in this climate. Right. And uh, people in Arizona, not as not, I, I'm one of those people now, so definitely not as tough as I'd like to be. Yeah, and that's exactly what he did. He went down there, got a job at Dove Valley Country Club yeah. within a day. Yep. He had like two or three offers. Say, no, work here, work here. Went to went to junior college down there and, and eventually got his degree. So. And then you can go visit. Yes. And, yeah. And, yeah. Unfortunately, he's in Denver beer. now. So. Oh, well, I mean, that's still <laughs> yeah. probably better than here. <laughs> Changes for you in the off season. Yeah. You know, I made a, a big move. It had been uh, 16 years for me as the head pro at Osgood Golf Course. I absolutely loved my time there. Was able to run just some fabulous programs, work with some amazing people, and just got to the point where it was uh, an opportunity came up to be the instructor, uh, director of instruction at mm-hmm. the Fargo Country Club, and couldn't turn down that fabulous offer so now i get to do what i truly love Mm -hmm. all the time yep i asked chris larson this last week that you know is it sometimes you just need a change every once in a while just to do something different yep like like any job you know Mm -hmm. what they're saying now the average person changes jobs 
whatever, six, seven, eight times now. Uh, so being at the same place for 16 years, you know, you get in a groove and you mm-hmm. get, you know, I don't want to say I'm old, but you get kind of stuck in your way sometimes. And it's as professional instructors, I've got to keep getting better, keep changing with technology, keep learning, making my pro- programs better. And that's the best way to do it. Well, the evolution of teaching golf, I imagine that's changed over the years, like a lot of things in, in this society. How has it changed over the years for you? Well, everybody's got a simulator now. Yeah. Everybody can hit in their garage or their basement or whatever and get basically stats directly to you immediately. Um, so as someone who that's my job to look at that stuff and tell you not just read the what the screen says, but come up with how are we going to fix this problem and what is the main problem and when the sequencing, you know, all in the golf swing is, is can make a big difference too. How can I make myself useful and explain that to someone in a way that they can use it and and harness it when they play instead of just I'm going to hit a ball, read the screen, it's going to tell me this and right. I'm going to do that. Right. Lisa Schwinden joins the show. This is Jeff Kopak coming to you from the Gunderson Jewelers studio here in South Fargo. What is the biggest problem you see in the swing with people generally? Is there one thing you could point to? You know, I have been, since I did my uh, master professional program, which basically is kind of like getting your PhD, you do a big research project, um, which I loved. Uh, But what I focused on really was weight shift. And what I see for majority of players is not enough weight on their front footed impact, which can affect your contact. Uh, can affect direction, can affect really can affect almost everything, um, and it's nothing. It's something that I, I don't see other instructors pushing. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got to get your weight on your front foot to hit the ball on the downswing to make good contact, and I just see lots of players don't do that very well. Well, that's no different than the baseball swing, and the new baseball swing yeah. is your back foot's dang near off the ground. I mean, that I tried to explain. Uh, I had some softball players last year, and we were talking about that, and the gal said, one of the gals said, you know, now it's it's different. It's a it's not the keep your weight on your back foot in softball and baseball and drive. Oh, now no. it's get on the front foot. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing in golf. If your weight's on your back foot, majority of your weight, you're going to either hit the ground first or you're going to hit the top of the ball. And both of those things are not good. Is there an ideal percentage there? Yeah. In the research I did, uh, players on tour have got, have got about 80% of their weight on their front foot and impact. Mm. So when you watch a swing, you would never, you'd never know that yeah. looking at it. Um, but the one thing we see from really great tour players is a very, very consistent finish position. Everybody has a great finish. They've got all of their weight on their front foot. And if you watch golfers at the driving range on a Saturday morning, you see a lot of people finishing on their on their the wrong foot. So maybe a technique, and, and, and I'm just guessing here, and you can take it from here, but if you're practicing on the range at the Fargo Country Club on your weight shift, don't worry about where the ball goes. Yeah, we got to get to the feeling of getting your weight to your front foot consistently First. yep once we can do that and once you feel more comfortable then you can relax your arms a little bit and let your arms extend more mm-hmm. if you're not shifting well and you extend your arms you're going to hit the ground first which as we know is yeah also not a not a good swing well i've seen that where if you if you if you got most of your weight on your back foot and impact you almost fall backwards yeah you do and you're tr- and then you're trying to eat, hit it on the upswing because you're trying to keep the club from hitting the ground and taking a huge but you actually want to hit down on the you've got to hit the ball and then the grass after the ball that's right. the one thing i love watching tour golf all the time is they'll show you those slow-mos of ball and then that huge divot that divot mm-hmm. is always after the ball sometimes we think it should be right under the ball or behind it it's always after and to do that you've got to hit the ball on the downswing and that's why the good players on the driving range have a vertical 
divot path. Yeah, a really nice straight line of divots. Which is the uh, a superintendent's best friend because you don't want to take <laughs> if you up do a, it right. Yeah, you don't want to hack up the whole you know four feet that you have there. Yeah, you can tell when a good player's practice because there is a line of divots. When you watch golf on TV, do you look at the swing or do you are you able to enjoy the tournament per se? Oh, it de- I guess it depends. I mean, there's a lot of different swings. There's a lot of different. All players have have a lot of different options in the swing um, preferences, I guess you could say. But um, it, it depends. You know, certainly I'm cheering for Amy Olson, Tom Hoagie, all mm-hmm. the regulars. Um, I'm also <laughs> watching the rules officials. I, I took the USGA rules officials oh, really? test this yeah. spring. Hardest test I've ever taken in my no entire life. <laughs> Worse than chemistry oh, and all those. I mean, it, it was up there. Yep. Uh, it made me really second guess what I know about the rules of golf. Um, so now, now that I've taken that, um, I, I watch the rules officials. Anytime I see them on camera, it makes me nervous for them. I should back up. You got a journalism degree from I the do. University of Portland, yeah. and there's nothing tougher out there than journalism. That's right. That's. I mean. I mean, rocket science. Forget it. No, journalism. Journalism. That is by sure far the, the most, most difficult skill. So, so when, <laughs> so when the, the the TV focuses like uh, on a rules of, rules official playing, you know, hand, handling a player. Yep. Uh, you're you're there going. I, I'm going. Oh man, you're guessing Don't what screw he's going to do. He or she. I am. Yep. I'm he trying. To, I'm talking through it in my mind, and yep. then I'm thinking, oh man, you're on TV. Like the rules are they're so hard. I mean, the, the golf rules book is I don't know, 75 pages or something. It's like nothing. Like, I would bet the av- the average golfer out there, the average hack is is what. 20% knowledge of, of the rules of golf? I would even say less than that. You yeah. know, I made my high school girls one year take a, like the beginner's quiz, and even that is brutal. It's just yes. really, really hard. Yeah. <laughs> We're to take a break. Lisa Schwinnen is a guest. This is Jeff Kopak. This is the Golf Show on 740 The Fan. When we come back, more with Lisa. Yes, she is a head coach at Fargo Davies High School. And also, I want to talk about the state of women's golf. You're not going to want to miss it. Stealing out that trap, it'll curl right back. You've got a slice like a sickle. It's a brass wedding ring, a dependable thing, though I wouldn't give you a nickel. We are back. This is Jeff Kopak. This is the golf show on 740. The fan, Lisa Schwinnen, is the guest in studio. First of all, that song, I don't know who sings that. that. <laughs> but it's not a trap, it's a bunker. Okay. Well, people, if you're it's following a, the rules of golf. It's I'm a stickler for that. It's book. a bunker, people. I'll, it's a bunker. I'll get you a copy of the rules book and you can start reading that on your yeah. free time. You're the head coach at Davies. What's the latest uh how's participation? Great. Um, you know, I've got such a wonderful group of girls who've just bought into to the program and work hard and mm-hmm. it's so great when that the word gets out and you've got players and kids that come to you that say, hey, I want to be a part of this. And for us, it doesn't matter your skill level. We just ask you to do work hard, prepare, do the stuff we ask, and that's it. And and we've had such a great turnout. We had 20-some last year, and every year we mm-hmm. get more. And yeah. it's great. What's the most basic, fundamental thing you teach the swing with a, with a girl who's just getting going as opposed to maybe a two handicap at the Fargo Country Club? Yeah, we're always focusing on... Weight shift, okay, clearly very important. Yep. So finish position, particularly, mm-hmm. um, and then the just the club face. So when the club comes back and it's waist high, we want the toe of the club to be pointing up. Mm-hmm. And when it comes through and it's waist high on the other side, it needs to be pointing up on that side. So if you can relax your hands and arms and be comfortable enough, uh, and get the club to open up and then get back to square and turn, and you add that with the weight shift, y- you can hit the ball. Anybody can. You know, let me tell you about the value of a good instructor. And about a year ago at this time, 
I went to Greg McCullough, and I went, you know what? I, I'm, I'm just clueless. And my, my handicaps dropped eight, nine shots, you know, within a seven, eight period, very slowly. And I just started over with Greg. Mm-hmm. And my first lesson was literally going back forth. Hand grips, everything was screwed up. It just slowly over time just morphed into a bad swing. Now I feel pretty confident. It's, it's taken a while. You know, as humans, we just adjust for things. Something gets a little off and we adjust for it. Yeah. And then exactly. a year later, said, we he, have screwed ourselves up. He goes, you're adjusting <laughs> somehow in your backswing mentally. I don't know how you do it, but... Uh, yeah, something doesn't feel comfortable or something is off. And our body knows, like, if you get up there and you're set up to hit it left and there's a bunch of bad stuff left, yep. you're going to do something to... to not hit it left. Women's golf, where are we? Well, you know, I was at um, in Arizona this winter, went and watched a college tournament and was amazed at the level of play. Mm-hmm. Um, Colorado Christian, where Emily Doden plays, got to go see them play. They're a D2 school, and they're, gir- they're girls in that event shooting under par. Like mm. One of the girls on our team shot four under. Wow. Uh, I mean... And that's Division Two. That's Division Two. I had dinner last night with Sydney Hasselberg, former Bison golfer, and we kind of looked at each other. And I told her about that story, and she said, "Man," I said. Both of us said, "Boy, we we couldn't even get on a team now. Right? Like, you got to be legit to play." And this doesn't happen unless junior golf really gets going and, and does a good job at the at the most basic of levels, which you have done a great job over the years. You did at at Osgood, so it's got to feel good that you see this, that your work is really coming to fruition. Yeah, it, as a former college player from many years ago, the level now it is so competitive and so high and even the high school level my high school mm-hmm. girls last year are shooting you know Lexi Bartley's shooting par Rose Solberg can shoot under par I mean that those are the scores I didn't tell them when I shot in high school because right. I didn't I didn't want them to know but um yeah it, it's it's really rewarding for me to see how much progress are recruiters paying attention they got to be well you've got to get players like this on your team yeah so you should be. Yeah. You're a good recruiter. <laughs> I would, uh, you know, if anybody, uh, Division One schools out there need your number, I'll, I'll give it to them. Okay, I so, that. <laughs> when the mental side of golf, and yeah. I think that's something that's really developed over the years, too. And where are we with that? You know, I've seen a lot of uh, new posts and new companies that have focused primarily just on the mental side, which mm-hmm. is kind of amazing to me that that hasn't been focused on more because there is a point in everybody's golf swing where unless you are, you know, you get eight hours a day, you're not going to make a lot of adjustments. You're not going to be able to make a bunch of improvements. But where you put the ball and how you react and your the mental side of it is majority of the game. Yeah. Um, we work on that so much at the high school level, too, because you just... There's only so many things you can do with your skill, the skill you have. Plus, you can work really hard, but there's no guarantees that that's going to do anything right. either. Uh, but how you prepare, how you respond, you know, what your your thought process is, makes such a huge difference. Yeah, there's a baseball book out there that if anybody has youth baseball players or college players, it's called Play Big by Tom Hansen. And he was a Morad High player, Morad Blues, who actually played against against in the 80s, wrote this book called Play Big, which addresses, and it's on Amazon, addresses the mental side of baseball and how to figure out the failures and address the failures. Is there a golf book out there that does the same thing? Or, or maybe I need to write that golf book. I mean, Yeah, I, I think you and I can write it together. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Journal, journalism is hard. You're right. Very, very skillful. <laughs> <laughs> but I think there's, there's, there's room. 
that that may be the next thing. You see these PGA players hiring uh, sports psychologists. Yeah. Yep. So they're in that same. You know, what do you do when? And golf is so brutal too. You know, one shot and you're. Oh my You've goodness. lost it. Right. And you need to be able to get up there, play the round, basically as if you don't care. Yeah. Because most people are going to play worse under pressure. If you're thinking about what you're doing, you're, you're counting your scores. That's the one thing I tell my girls all the time. Yeah. I, don't, I never even ask them what their score is. Yeah. You can't control it. And frankly, we don't care what your score is. Lisa Schwinden joins us at the golf show. This is Jeff Kopak. A few more minutes left with Lisa. Uh, golf with Lisa. Still, com, still yep. there. Yeah, and the great thing for me, um, working at the Country Club this year, is they're allowing non-members to come take private lessons with me, so I can oh, keep, okay. you know, yep, keep my regular uh, lesson crew, which is fabulous. Because mm-hmm. you, I'm sure you have clients that you've just over the years for years. Yeah. yeah. Were they a little worried when they heard the news? I've heard a lot of people ask and, and very concerned, yes. So, no worries. Visit my website, Golf with Lisa. You can see the booking site there, and it'll take you right to, to see my schedule. But please wait till it's warmer. I feel bad with the, <laughs> yeah, with, speaking of warmer, uh, the boys' season is in the spring. And oh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to address this next week. I'm, I'm going to have a little commentary on what I think they should do with the high school boys' season. But the girls start in August? We start, so A girls start second week of August, and the B girls start, they just moved last year to the first week of August. And, you know, last year, I think I wore a jacket maybe one time. Our state tournament the first week of October was 85 degrees. It's the way it should be. I mean, we're playing on grass. The courses are less busy. I've I've always been shocked that spring golf is still terrible. Yeah, it is. I, it's it's got to be moved. Getting inside, I talked to uh, Paula Pearson, who coaches the the uh, one of the junior high teams in town here, and she said they were putting in the library. And I wow. saw the South team the other day behind my house in a field doing pitch shots. Like, yeah. It's just awful. And and they're in stocking caps and four layers of whatever. I mean, you just you know? can't play that way. No, I think is there anything stopping the girls from starting in July? You know, I other than I guess it's all North Dakota high schools yeah. activities, right. whatever. So I'm whatever think, their rules are. Well, I'm thinking why not? Even with the boys, because you're playing better toward the end of summer. I mean, it's hard to really get going and and go to sweet shots and go oh. pitching over or whatever and really try to find and hone in a game. I yeah, just, practicing off mats is yeah. not. Good for anyone's game. Or a simulator. I mean, yep. I like simulators. And I, I like the way that you can, you know, it's something to do during the winter. But, right, is nothing replaced just playing playing golf? No, I mean, and I always tell people, because I've had people ask, you know, will you teach me in the simulator? And, you know, it's, a, it's an okay option if you've got no other options. But it getting a, taking a divot is right. huge, and you can't do that inside, so... So it's different. It's very different, it's and different. and as you know, as we all know, if you've hit too many times in the simulator, the the first time you get outside, you're going to hit at least the first forty five balls real thin. Yep. Because you are bouncing the club off the mat, because it certainly hurts when you hit hit down on that concrete. So it's not good for you. It's it's better than nothing, but I think everyone should just come to Arizona with me in the winter. Now the million dollar question: <laughs> As a director of instruction at Faro Country Club, will you be able to play more? Yes. That, oh, uh, I, well, well, should, I say he, that. You now. should see the excitement in her face right now. <laughs> well, I just said it. Now yeah. it's recorded, so I don't have a choice. Yeah. Um, yeah, that is actually something I would like to do. I've signed up for a couple of section events, so I will take a team of girls to the uh, pro junior something in, in mm-hmm. the cities. Something I've wanted to do for a long time that I did probably 10, 15 years ago, but just had to have it at the time. And I, yes, would love to work on my own game a little bit and be able to play in some events. You know, there's just not a lot of women in the Minnesota section to start with. So Mm -hmm. 
for participation for us is important. Where's the game at now that you've well, had all these well, years of we'll find out. hanging out in Osgood and 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 speaking the game but not playing the game? You know, it wasn't bad, but as we all know, yeah. you know, it takes practice and particularly a short game. A short game is the first thing to go. So yeah, I've so. got uh, I've got some work to do, but I also now as a much older and wiser person. Uh, expectations and all the things I tell my kids to do, I have to do too. So. Can you teach yourself? Do you teach um, yourself? Yes and no. I mean, I, the worst part I think about knowing exactly what happens on every swing is just that. Yeah. Like, sometimes maybe you know too much. You know? Oh my gosh! I know yeah. if I do something, I know exactly what yeah. what happened and why, and that's super frustrating. But I also can't see my own swing, so I will contact people and say, hey, will you take a look at this? Or, or what do you think? Because getting somebody else's opinion is yes. always a great idea. Another set of eyes. It always That's helps. Awesome. Thank you, Lisa. My pleasure. This is awesome. That's Lisa Schwinden, the new director of instruction at the Fargo Country Club. By the way, we're going to have David Schultz on the show next week. So the new head professional at the Fargo Country Club. This is Jeff Kopak. We're going to take a break. We come back from one Fargo native of golf to another. Steve Kennedy back after this. You know what I'm talking about. Get down on the crew. Second half of the golf show here in late April, or is it late December? I'm not really sure anymore. Things about we gotta stay we gotta stay positive. Thanks again for Lisa Schwinden for joining us in the first half of the show, and good luck to her on her new position at the Fargo Country Club. Pleased to be joined by somebody who doesn't have a new position in the world of golf. Steve Kennedy has been the head golf coach at North Dakota State. Since 2013, success is now, I think, expected with the program rather than hoped. Um, led him, led the Bison to the first Summit League title. Have all Summit League players, I think, are the norm and an exception. Please be joined by Steve. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. How was that for an introduction? That was great. Yeah. <laughs> I should, I, I, it's almost as if I worked on it. While, I know it. I didn't. Uh, the weather. Let's just start with that. Uh, NDSU, certainly the one of the few Division One golf teams that probably hasn't had a home meet. Yeah, and I think we're about the only team other than UND that hasn't been outside. Also, yeah. So, how do you handle that? You know, it's uh, our guys really kind of know what to expect up here. Um, mm-hmm. You know, every spring it seems like it's like this. Uh, it's worse this spring, however. Uh, you know, I, I recruit up here. I, I recruit mm-hmm. from Minnesota, from Wisconsin, from North Dakota, and it's it's basically because these guys know what to expect. They know how to come out of the winter and uh, you know hit the hit the courses without much practice outside, and uh, it's uh, they're doing it again this year. I remember Tim Miles and when he was a head coach at NDSU in men's basketball, he'd bring a recruit in and he'd tell this story. They had to go, "Is it cold up here?" And he goes. Colder than you can ever imagine. Yeah. Just tells it like it is. Yeah, that's exactly right. I think, uh, you know, our facilities really help, Jeff. They, yeah. uh, you know, today we're hitting in the bubble again. And, uh, you know, if we didn't have those facilities, we'd, we'd be behind the eight ball. But, uh, you know, our, our administration has done a great job getting us uh, new things, new, the new short game area, the new, uh, mm-hmm. f- the new practice facility for next year is going to be exciting. So, yeah, it's... Uh, it's better than when I got here. A yeah. lot better. Let's start right there. Let's get into your facilities and specifically, what do you have? What do you have to offer recruits when they come in in the off season? You know, we we've bubbled our old Dakota field, uh, and so we can hit shots in there up to about a hundred yards, um, and uh, we have a lot of targets in there, a lot of uh, competitions that we've developed over the years that keep them kind of a. Uh, 
get that competitive the competitive juices flowing. Uh, we play for bison points, and you would think that it was a green jacket every day when we go in there because they'll argue with me. They'll say I hit that target, I didn't hit the target. Blah blah blah. Well, that's good. But yeah, it is. Yeah. And uh, and then we have our short game area with our simulator, and that's in the upper levels of the shack. Yeah, that's the third level of the shack, right above my office, um, and. Uh, you know, the simulator, we got that two years ago, and we've already wore out one screen. We've used two bulbs. Um, the guys are up there nonstop. Um, it's not uncommon to walk up there in the afternoon and see three or four guys in there. Even uh, 8, 9 o'clock at night, there are people up there hitting balls. How do you coach in a simulator? Do you just let them do it, or do you pay close attention? Do you measure ball speed, spin, all that? You know, they, they all have their own. Um, you know, they're, they're really good about keeping track of their own numbers, um, you know, we have our practices, our team practices uh, down in the in, in the bubble normally. We do have some short game practices, but the simulator use is pretty much on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, they uh, they all keep track of on our on our whiteboard up there. They all have their club head speed, ball speed, spin rates. Okay, and uh, they they. Uh, they they kind of manage that on their own. Do they measure their improvement in ball in in, in just in I mean strength training? Correct. And yeah. they, do they see the results in that? Yeah, they that's do. where you do it. Yeah, they do. And uh, you know when they come in as freshmen, uh, it's amazing to see the development over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrew Israelson stopped in this morning, and we were talking about the weight program. And he said that was one of the biggest things that he that he felt benefited him at North Dakota State was the weight program and the and the trainers that they have, and and just how to get his body healthy and uh, to eat the right way and to uh, you know kind of prepare himself for competition. What's Andrew doing these days? He just qualified. He was at the uh, Canadian qualifier out in in Oregon, and mm-hmm. uh, he got some partial status up there. He finished 20th there. Mm-hmm. And so now he's heading over to Bemidji, and then he's going to move down to Minneapolis for the summer and uh, do some Dakota Tour stuff and uh, play in some other events around here. Do you have any other former players still trying to make a, a, a go of it in pro golf? Or is he the only one? Um Right now, he, you know, a former player, yeah. uh, Will Holmgren, was working on a couple of things. I think that he's kind of okay. given that up now. But uh, you know, other than that, I can't think of any right off the top of my head that's that's still uh, working as hard as Izzy is. Yeah. Well, and look, the chances for Izzy to make the PJ Tour maybe aren't that great, but you got to give it a shot, oh. right? And when you talk to him, what do you see? You know, I see. I see a confident young man right now. He thinks his game is really, really trending in the right direction. I think that if he could get up there, you know, and, and play in a couple of events in Canada, you know, kind of like Tom did. You know, yeah. Tom went up to Canada and, and played. People really forget well. that. People yeah. forget how he started. Yep, and uh, you know, that's it. Just takes a couple of breaks. Um, you know, we've got guys like Zach Johnson that played at Drake that nobody ever thought would be on the PGA Tour. He's Masters winner twice. Yeah, you know, and so you know, it just takes a couple of breaks. Andrew has the drive. He has. The you know the background he he's got the the game I think it just it's just going to take a couple of tournaments where he can play well and uh, get some more status. Steve Kennedy is the guest head coach at North Dakota State here at the Gunderson Jewelers Studio at 7:40. The fan aired statewide, North Dakota, South Dakota, Minnesota, Canada. Hey, we get everywhere, man. We're good. We're all dang near nationwide. What do you think of preparing a team? The Summit Tournament is Sunday, Monday. It's Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Okay, three days. Yep. Do you? How do you? 
peak a team, or how do you coach that? You know, we play. You know, we try to play every two weeks in the spring. Okay. So we set a schedule up so that we're we're outside at least every two weeks, uh, so that we can stay on the grass and stay somewhat familiar. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's the first part. Uh, the second part is to really keep that competition and keep their their drive up, and so you know that's that comes to where the bu- or that's where the bubble comes in in our competitions. Um, right now, we have a lot of confidence after our last tournament. Uh, we won the tournament by 31 shots. Uh, there were six, five teams, excuse me, from the Saw Summit that. League there. Yep. Um, and so you know, our guys feel like they're they're trending in the right direction. They're working on everything uh, in the bubble really hard right now. The the focus at conference time goes way up. And it's just the most fun time of the year because you get there and you see all the flags from the other schools and, mm-hmm. and you you know that this is this is where it's at. You have to win this tournament to move on. And uh, so it's it's a lot of fun. This I I love this time of year. Yeah. It's tournament time. It's Mar- it's your March Madness. Yeah, it is. Yep, exactly right. And you know, a lot of the families will come down and support their athletes. And so we have a a, a good contingent of, of bison people down there. And it's uh it's just it's, a, it's just a different tournament from everything else. Brock Winter is coming off a Summit League Men's Golfer of the Week honor. Describe his game and what he's been doing lately. You know, Brock puts so much work into his game. He is one of the guys that's up in the simulator. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he, he really works on his numbers. He's really developed into a player that has a lot of confidence. He... Um, he, he's really, I think, this year developed a lot of the mental part of the game, which has helped him a lot. I, right. You know, when I'm out on the course with Brock, I can't tell if he's three over or four under. You, you can never tell with him. Uh, he's very even keeled. He's uh, one that wants to talk on the golf course with us. Uh, not so much always about golf. Um, you know, when we're walking with these guys, you know, we don't always talk about what what's going to do with your next shot. It, you know, we got to get their mind off it. When you're playing a 36 hole day, you can't just sit there and think about golf all the time. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Coach Murphy will walk with Brock, and they'll just talk about things like uh, you know what are you going to do this summer, th- stuff like that. And uh, you know, I think Brock has has really uh, kind of figured out what it takes to. To perform at this level, and he uh, he's he's doing it right now. The last couple of tournaments, he's just been phenomenal. So, how much do you and Coach Murphy preach on the mental side of the game? We you know, talked with Lisa about that last segment. You know, that's that's basically a, our biggest role when we're at, the, at tournaments. You know, we're not working on swings and stuff like it's that. It's too late by then, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So you just try to figure out which guy needs help, uh, which guy you have to walk with. Uh, we do sit on the par threes and we will club them. We'll tell them what the other guys hit, mm-hmm. uh, things like that. But other than that, you're just trying to trying to keep them pumped up and trying to keep them motivated. Uh, you know, if they hit a bad shot, you know, to help them forget about it and then uh, just move on. Brock is a sophomore from Stillwater. Ian Simonich, was he's having a solid, I think, season looking at the scores. Yeah, he's a, uh, you know, we have five guys in the top 18 in the Summit League scoring. Wow. Um, all of them are between 73 and 74, 73.9. Yep. And so, yeah, I mean, our, our guys are all very consistent. We have five guys that can play well. Well, actually, we have nine guys that can play well. We just unfortunately can't play all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I always. I would love to have a, a team of seven and count all seven scores. Yeah, uh, because our guys, our guys are, are are so even and so so talented right now that it's uh, it's hard to get them all in the lineup. And you don't think we can play golf up here, people in the NCAA golf circles? These kids are from Stillwater, Moorhead, Chaska, Maple Grove, 
two players there, East Grand, Nate DeZio. We all know about him. Lakeville and Green Bay, Wisconsin. That's good stuff. Steve Kennedy is a guest. This is Jeff Kopak. This is the Golf Show. We're going to take a break. When we come back, yes, we had somebody who was at the Masters. That was so uh, cool to hear about that. Steve was down there watching Tom Hoagie. We'll talk about that after this. You got to get up in the morning and head out to the practice range. Get up in the morning head out to the practice range. Final segment of the golf show is presented by Michelob Ultra. This is Jeff Kopak coming to you from the Gunderson Jewelers studio in South Fargo. Steve Kennedy is a guest, head coach at North Dakota State men's golf team. Summer League tournament coming up um, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. So good luck to the Bison on that. But you've had some great golf experience this spring. Yes, I have. The Masters, describe that. You know, it's it's. I don't even know if I can put it into words, Jeff. Yeah. When I walked out on the course for the first time, I'd never been there. Well, let's back up. First of all, when Tom invited you, oh. describe that. Well, I was on my way to, to Phoenix, and so we were on the plane, and uh, we landed, and I turned my phone on, and I noticed I had a text from Tom, so I read it, and it said, Coach, I know you're busy this time of year, but I'd really like to have you at the Masters with me. I have two, ex- I have two tickets for you for the week, if you can make it happen. Mm-hmm. And I gave him the, I gave an old double fist pump, and the guy next to me said, what's going on? I said, I just got invited to the Masters. Yeah, that's and so awesome. It was, it, was a, it was a really exciting time. Um, and then, uh, you know, when I got there, uh, we were so excited to get on the course, uh, but there was uh, thunderstorms in the area, and they closed the course for Tuesday. Mm. And so we didn't get out there, but uh, Tom had texted my son Mason and uh, said, why don't you guys come to dinner with us, mm. and uh, we'll, we'll visit a little bit. So we got to go out uh, to dinner with, with Tom and his wife Kelly and his dad Chuck mm-hmm. and his swing coach. And so uh, it, we got a chance to visit, and uh, it was a lot of fun. What's it say for a player like that to invite his high school coach? You know, it's – yeah, I mean – I I, I kind of teared up a little bit after I, I thought about it, and uh, uh-huh. you know, it's, it's it's it is really special that he would remember someone from uh, back in his high school days like that. So you, you missed Tuesday, you couldn't get on the course on Tuesday, right. and so you got out on the course on Wednesday. Yep. And this is my experience, and and if you could probably maybe you can relate, but I remember driving there thinking there's really a cool course in this town yeah. because. <laughs> I feel like you're driving in an industrial park area, and we parked across the street at some house, and the course is just literally surrounded by brush. You can't really see in when you're driving around it. But when you walk in, all of a sudden, here's this mecca golf that just unfolds right before your eyes. How long ago were you there? 2007. Okay, I don't know if they've changed it or not, but now there's a, they direct you to a parking lot. Oh, they do. There's a parking yeah, lot. There's a par- yeah, there's a parking lot. It's all gravel and yeah. grass and things like that, so it was really muddy. But they, they have you park in this parking lot, and then people kind of line up on this road, mm-hmm. and then you go through these arches, and they, this, they stop you in groups, and there's a guy standing there, and he... He uh, tells you, like, you know, take your time walking in here, you know, make sure you, you don't push anybody or anything like that. And then he goes, and welcome to the master. And you, <laughs> you're like, the wow. hair in your arm just kind of stands up. It's like, wow, here we are. Did you walk the course right away? What'd you do? First thing we did was we walked in, we looked over to our left. We were, we were there pretty early. And so we walked in, and we were one of the first groups, and we looked to the left, and there was Tiger hitting balls on the range. And oh, was, first, first impression. Yeah, and, yep. there, and there was hardly anybody over there. So we walked over right away, and we got in the second row. 
in the stands, and we sat and watched him hit shots. And he'd turn around and give the big tiger smile. You know, and it, was, it was just so cool to see that. Mm-hmm. And then down the range is uh, Tom hitting balls. And uh, it was kind of fun to watch other players go up to Tom and talk to him. Um, you know, you, you see guys like um, Daniel Berger, one of them talked to him. Mm-hmm. Um, Scotty Scheffler, uh, they went by and visited with him a little bit. You know, it's just it was just fun to see other guys go up and visit with Tom. And I'm not. I think it all changed when he won. That people kind of recognize him now. It's a different level. Yep. Yep. It's a different level for him. Yep. When I was there, I remember watching Phil Mickelson on the practice range. He was flopping thirty yard pitch shots. Mm-hmm. He had his caddy. His swing coach, I think a personal trainer, and then he had like four or five people around him. I, I could be good too. Yeah, give me five people. Well, let's not let's not let's not go that far. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Tiger had about four or five guys around him too. Yeah, and then him and Justin Thomas went out and played, and then we went out and followed them a couple of holes, and then we went and followed Tom a little bit, and then we sat on eleven and twelve and watched him hit shots into that green, and then went over and watched him skip shots across sixteen. Yeah, <laughs> which was <laughs> a lot right. of fun. Were you able to see one of the first the first First round, or we just practice? No, I went. Then we uh, we were there this, on Thursday, okay. and uh, we yeah. went and uh, followed a couple of groups. Sat on the on eleven and twelve again for a while and watched them go through there, and then. Um, we followed Tom the entire round. Were you able to see on the first tee when they introduced him from we were, North Dakota? Uh, we were a little ways away, but uh, we couldn't hear it. But we, we were there for the shot. Okay. Yeah. How did you think he played? You know, I thought he played. I thought he played well. He. Um, had a couple of really close calls where he on a on nine and ten where he had good shots. They have those false fronts where he was about two or three feet from staying up on top, and they both went down to the bottom. Mm-hmm. He bogeyed he bogeyed ten, and then we got to thirteen. And uh, when we got to thirteen, he was one over, and uh, all of a sudden we went. I was with Chuck and my son Mason. We were standing on the side. Um, on the right side of number 13, and all of a sudden we saw these guys walking toward the bushes over on the left side. Yeah. And uh, Tom lost his ball over in there. Yeah. And so he had to go all the way back to re-tee, hit his tee shot, and uh, I was standing there, and I thought, God, he's, you know, I'm just hoping that he gets, you know, makes bogey. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it, it's it's amazing how nervous you can still get for someone that you coached, you know, what, 12 years ago or whatever, but yeah. you know you're still as nervous as you were then. And uh, he, hit the, I think he took a three wood out and he knocked it to the back of the green about 60 feet away, and then uh, 58 made, feet to be exact, because I know where this story's going. Yeah, and he, you know, he, he lined that putt up and and it started rolling, and the crowd. There were a lot of people from Fargo up by the green, and all of a sudden that putt dropped, and everybody just gave a big roar. and And I did, I did get goosebumps on my my arms at that time. Was there a pretty big contingent following him? You know, there were... Um, decent? Yeah. yeah, it was decent. Um, you know, Tiger went out before him, and then behind him was Rory and Dustin mm-hmm. Johnson and some of those guys. And so, you know, Tom played with, with Bubba and the amateur from Japan, amateur mm-hmm. from Japan. And so, you know, there were there were a lot of people, but there wasn't any problem seen, which mm-hmm. I, I thought maybe there would be. What do you think it took in Tom's game to get him to that next level, to win at Pebble Beach? Because... He had some good years. He's done very well for himself, but and was maybe within distance of the Hawaiian Open once, but just couldn't get over the hump. What you know, got him over the hump? You know, I, when I talked to Tom after he won, he he was telling me that you know even if he wouldn't have won that week, 
Yeah, he, he would have felt really good about his game. And I think that he stopped putting the pressure on winning. Mm-hmm. And I think he started just thinking about how am I playing at this time. And, you know, when you watch a PGA tournament, you know, and, and you're watching the leaders, how many times do you see, you know, these guys miss their putts by a half an inch or just, just rimming the edges and stuff? And I think that day he just made some putts. Yeah. And he told me that that afternoon uh, on the back nine, he had very little stress because. Just about every shot that he had into the green, he had a good number with a club that he felt really comfortable with. Yeah, right. Before I let you go, a few minutes left with Steve Kenny, the head coach at North Dakota State, head men's coach. You have a young roster. You have no seniors on the team, and yep. and you're one of the best teams in the league. What's it going to take uh, to to come out on top? You know, I I think we have to just be ourselves, and we can't put too much pressure on to, to have one person play. You know, thinking that they're going to have to go in and shoot 65. Mm-hmm. You know, we have we have five guys that are capable of doing doing that, but uh, I think that we're going to have to uh, kind of. Play within ourselves. Play well the first round. You can't win it in the first round, but you can lose it in the first round. And so, you know, I, I think hopefully ham and egg a little bit. You know, we should be able to have four guys that can shoot right around even par. And if we're right there, I think Tuesday morning we'll be uh, we'll be in good shape. Summit tournament is at Sand Creek Station Golf Club in Newton, Kansas. Describe that place. Uh, the cor- I like the course. Um, it has a couple of quirky holes. Um, it's probably the hardest par five that I've ever seen. The wind blows all the time. Um, Perfect. We're used to it. I, I know. I know, but you know, we might have to. Uh, we might have to have a lot of water because it's supposed to be seventy degrees when we were there, and I'm not sure if we can handle <laughs> oh, yeah, seventy know, degrees. Right. So, but uh, you know, if we can get by number ten and, and play that pretty close to even, I, I think that uh, you know, I like our chances at this course. Where you have four guys that have played it before. Um, Nate Dezeal has played it very well every year we've been there. I like his game. Yep. Yep. And he, uh, I, I think that the other guys feel a lot more confident going in this year rather than never seeing the course. Uh, they kind of know what to expect. Uh, I think they had a storm there that blew one of the trees down that really protects one green that you so you couldn't go for it in two, a par five. I think that could change the course a little bit. Um, but, you know, again, it's just going to take uh, three good days of, of consistent play. By this time next year, you'll be playing in and practicing in the new indoor facility. I was going to ask you this question before we ran out of time in the first segment. How is that going to be different than the bubble? I mean, that's a massive facility. It is. You know, I'm not real sure what to expect right now. Um, mm. You know, the bubble has worked real well for us because uh, there are seams on the back wall mm-hmm. that we use for targets. And I'm, I'm really curious to see what the new facility will have for, uh, for, for things to aim at. Yeah. Um, You'll have a, a bunch of netting that yep. will be able to come down. Right, a bunch of netting that'll come down. But will there be sections that we could that we can aim at? Right, right now there we have about every three feet there's a seam on the bubble, and so we can say you know we're aiming at the third seam, mm-hmm. right half, and if you hit it, you know that's that's the target that we're aiming for. With no seniors, do you recruit this year? Do you, do you can you bring one more player in, or where are you at? I, I'm a, I'm going to bring one player in. Okay. Uh, Jake Scarprud's coming in. Yep, that's uh, right. Uh, we are going to lose one player. Jed Branchek is going to graduate. He's going to go to law school. Oh, and so, yeah, yeah. so okay, he's, yeah. he's given up the PGA tour for law school. That, that's yeah. exactly right. Jed is a very, very, very brilliant young man. He so, is. So uh, you're done with recruiting with Jake, and now you're probably looking. I'm sure you got to look two years ahead. Yep, and uh, you know it depends upon 
a couple of the guys still have COVID years, mm-hmm. um, and so we'll see. Yeah, awesome, Steve. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. For Good luck. Me. Good luck down in uh, Kansas. Thanks. That's Steve Kennedy, the head coach at North Dakota State. Again, the Summit League tournament Sunday through Tuesday in Newton, Kansas. Bison. Um, I look for them to do well. They have a they have a really good team, great team. Thanks again to Lisa Schwinden for joining us in the first half of the show, and then of course Steve for stopping in. This is Jeff Kopak. Until next week, even if it's in a simulator or sweet shots or wherever in your basement, hit them straight. Thanks for listening to the Golf Show with Jeff Kopak on 740 The Fan and 107.3 FM. Expect anything different? Presented to you by Michelob Ultra. Also brought to you by Fargo Park District Public Golf Courses, Barnesville Grocery, Moorhead Parks, Forest Hills Golf Course, and Wildflower Golf. Tune in next Saturday from 10 to 11 a.m. for another edition of the Michelob Ultra Golf Show with Jeff Kolpak on The Fan.